I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It's the 5th of April. This is the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in business, markets, startups, and macroeconomic policy, specifically monetary policy here in Australia. David Scott. Yes, and a special announcement before we really kick into it. Uh, happy birthday, Junie. Hope yeah. you have a fantastic day. Uh, yeah, uh, the story of the day really was the RBA, I think, uh, on a pretty uh, pretty slow elsewhere in the uh, corporate world, uh, incrementally moving towards uh, raising rates. Uh, there's a lot of excitement now starting to build about a potential June move or even may depending on how hot this inflation print's going to be later this quarter uh certainly i think if the uh, the election wasn't being held next month i reckon that we'll be going for a rate hike uh, well i just had a good chat with deanna messina from amp mm-hmm. and uh, she sounded a little cynical to me when she talked about well you know if there wasn't an election uh, may but maybe june and the thing is is that if this inflation read comes in hot in april then may should be on the table. I mean, I think May's live now. Oh, a hundred percent. But the RBA is supposed to be apolitical. They've hiked in an interest in a, an election cycle before. Why not? To na- why not now? Well, the counter view, of course, is that oh, no, they don't want to be seen to be political. But by not moving when it's clear that uh, inflationary pressures are building, then it's political. It is political, exactly <laughs> right. And I'm I'm going to right between the eyes at some point ahead of that uh, that particular big inflation print later this month. Uh, I'm going to be saying that very thing because uh, it needs to go and do what's best by the uh, the, the country. Uh, I've got to say too, and like this, I'm not going to go and tell names, but I get access to a lot of very senior economic officials around this uh, this country, and I've lost count how many have told me it's like, oh, the RBA should just get bloody on with it. And I'm not mm-hmm. not uh, not talking out of line here. This is a common trait. So this whole idea that they need to be patient and everything else, uh, when you're not on the official line, uh, people are telling a very different story. Yeah. Yep. Uh, look, still, many people think that it will be June now, um, mm. given the election. Uh, I spoke with Deanna Messina again. I'll just reference it because it's fresh in my mind. She's still thinking that you know the the RBA is. is doing things right right now she still thinks that they're too dovish when it comes to inflation but she doesn't actually see it happening in may or june necessarily yeah even still that's that political side of the equation of course but yeah anyhow i thought that it was look i didn't think it was an overly hawkish rba um you know i was reading these statement i thought okay they're pretty measured pretty measured i know that they dropped patient in a quote there was no control f patients but it still sounded like a patient central bank to me it did, and uh, it's got patience for the time being because the information that is saying it's going to be arriving in the coming months, that, that's the new yes. phrase, the coming months, uh, is so bloody laggard and so uh, infrequent that it gives them an out. That's the yeah. thing. Uh, I, mean, I was thinking the same thing. If we had a monthly read on inflation, we yeah. wouldn't be here. I uh, have a look at the, uh, the, the price inflation uh, readings in the other uh, construction uh, PCI that was released today by the AR Group. Just immense 
price pressures. And you look at the services side of the economy, reporting the same stuff. You look at uh, what's going on the manufacturing side of the economy. Or taking the same things, anecdotally, we can see it in our day-to-day lives. This idea that uh, there's no evidence of inflationary pressures, I... Please. I did think that their language around wages was interesting as well. They said in some areas we are seeing wage price price growth, but that generally speaking, I'm paraphrasing, Mm. that the pickup is still only, and that's a quote, still only gradual. Yeah, and uh, a lot of that comes down to the way that uh, wage negotiations are done uh, and, and done on an a annualized or semi-annualized or even a multi-year basis. And that's why you have that uh, bit of uh, glacial movement in wages. But the dynamic side of the equation where people are leaving their jobs and where people are, uh, have the ability to actively go in and negotiate their salary, we're seeing clear evidence everywhere. That, uh, that, uh, that salary demands are going up at this point in time. So another one of those things where it's anecdotal, there's plenty of evidence, but uh, to go and get the official confirmation, well, yeah, we have to wait. We have to wait. Well, we'll be good little ducks and wait. Uh, regardless, <laughs> the Aussie dollar did spike on the news. That did a bit of damage to the equity market. Uh, still, though, another positive session. So by the end of the session, uh, we saw the S&P ASX 200 up by two-tenths of a percent, so off the highs of the day. Um, Still, though, closing at 7,200 and pretty close to 28 points. Um, Look, we're still up by half a percent over the week. It's... it's just fascinating what's going on. Um, Some of the winners, though, if we can just get to that, Scotty, before we go on too long. Um, Mineral resources in the lithium space. So it is obviously looking to cash in on this, you know, this this huge um well retail investor interest but also, you know, concrete physical interest in the commodity. So it along with Albemarle has agreed to accelerate the lithium mine restart there. So it's Mount Marion upgrade will increase capacity by 600,000 tons. That's to the processing facilities. Um so the first spodumene concentrate from train 1 is now expected in May, first spitamine concentrate from train two expected in July, and that's all the price go go gangbusters up by 5%. It's a very hot area of the market. Uh, a, structural, uh, uh, thin, trim, a structural trend, I should say. Get that out there eventually. Spent a lot of time on it <laughs> talking. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it is incredibly hot, that part of the market at the moment. You wonder whether we're just running a little bit too far ahead of uh, where we should be at the stage, but that's uh, that's the market. Yeah. Uh, we're running the, with the bulls. Uh, at some stage, uh, we'll see what happens. Well, um, I had a chat with Henry Jennings for Marcus today earlier saying that, um, look, there is still life left in this move. So, you know, you, you can still make money with that trade. Um, Alchem is another of those names that got a boost today after it lifted its lithium production capacity for its Buenos Aires project by 40%. That was the stock of the day. So Koshi asked Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool and Chris Conway from Marcus Today about Alchem. In that environment, no matter who you are, no matter what your costs are, no matter how much volume you put out, it's almost inevitable that your share price falls. Now, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is the base for lithium. Maybe it never goes lower than this. Maybe volume continues to rise and these guys make a fortune. Is it possible? Absolutely. There's always the exception that proves the rule. But uh, is it enough? I don't think so, mate, because even yeah. if they do continue to produce, the expectation the market has for price and profitability, I think is just way too overheated. Mm. Now, Allchem in particular has just had a series of fantastic announcements. So they upgraded their price expectations and they also upgraded their uh, production expectations for both of their uh, both of their assets at Olaroz and the one uh, that you were talking about there in Buenos Aires. So they've just had this great news flow and the share price has gone crazy. 
Bottom line, I hold it as a trade right now. I'm probably looking at taking profits, and I agree with Scott in the long term that that, uh, that equilibrium will be found at some point. You know, prices can't remain this elevated for that long. There is no shortage of lithium in the world, just a shortage of production. So that is not going into the Ausbiz portfolio. It's not being uh, put to the investment committee either. I, what were you going to say? Oh, nothing. I just... Um Maybe it's a bit cynical of me, but I just find it. Uh, you cynical? I know. What? Just, just funny how many uh, <laughs> announcements we've seen relating to oh, various you know uh, <laughs> resource uh, upgrades and price upgrades from uh, from those lithium miners over the last. Oh, couple that's of not weeks. cynical, buddy. But, uh, <laughs> it, it is. It is. I just sit here and I just got a Cheshire uh, you know, a cat uh, grin on my face because it's a uh, yeah, remarkable timing, shall we say? Um, you mentioned it was pretty quiet on the corporate front. It was. We heard that uh, Western Areas will no longer be taking over Independent Group or IGO, sorry, as it's called now. And that closed down by about 3% after getting jilted. I know, opposite way, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, after it got jilted at the altar. Um, and uh, other losers today, if we want to go there, Linus, so giving back some gains, Gold Road, Gold Price suffered, even though I got a broker upgrade from City. I just had a chat with Rudy Philippek van Dyke. About that one, in fact, uh, it'll be up online now if you'd like to hear a couple of buys coming from the brokers today that uh, Rudy walks you through. And net wealth today, um, it was a buy actually from my guest yesterday, Julia Lee from Bourbon Invest, but uh, it has seen its share price target cut and was also downgraded to neutral from buy from City. So there you go. There's a gift from God, a buying opportunity there for, uh, for Julia's uh, no, uh, perspective. Yeah, I guess so. Um, look, it makes a market, doesn't it? Um, yeah, I mean, the Aussie dollar will be something I think we'll talk about tomorrow. Uh, we'll also be talking about some of those Fed speakers that get rolled out tonight, Williams mm. and Brainard. Brainard, a very well-known dove, but still, I mean, does that even, you know, like you can still be a dove on the FOMC and still want rate hikes. Yeah. That's the reality. Look, unless something massively awry happens uh, over the next uh, next few weeks, the Fed's going 50. Just lock it in. And they'll probably go 50 again in the meeting afterwards. There's been no pushback whatsoever, which is very instructive. Uh, then we'll see what happens after that because that's where the forecast from a lot of the, uh, the uh, various economists just becomes wacky and it's just <laughs> outlandish almost. It's a, a second-guessing how strong the U.S. economy is going to be after you suddenly go and slam on the brakes. Well, that's for another day. For the time being, it's, uh, it's going to be very, very big moves quite quickly. Yep, well, we'll be chatting to Kenny Fulcari from Slate Stone about that at 8.30. If you just need a bit of a, an energy boost, a little pick-me-up, he's always worth a watch. Um, we'll be speaking with James Garish from Sean Partners to get some of his take on the stock news of the day. Always some corporate news around by that stage. Saul Cavanagh will be joining us from Sweat Credit Suisse to give us some good analysis on the energy and LNG market in particular in the wake of uh, whatever unfolds further in uh, the Ukraine tonight, and uh, I'm looking forward to tomorrow on the small caps. I get to speak with Mark Whitaker from Investors Mutual, and he's very forthcoming with um, how, how he's investing at this stage of the game. Um, Scotty, I got an RSL to go to tonight. Yeah, it's a uh, winner winner chicken dinner. You're going to go in the <laughs> totally. raffle? I don't know. I don't, you never quite know what to expect when you get to the RSL on a weeknight, do you? No. The meat I, tray? I, look, yeah, I haven't been to an RSL in years, honestly. Um, <laughs> spent, used to spend a lot of time there as a student, but um, yeah, for various factors. But yeah, it's, um, <laughs> I don't think it was for the meat tray. Yeah, one, one of those still got $2 TEDs that used to be the uh, <laughs> one of the, the selling points of the one of the places I used to go to. But uh, have fun tonight. Thank you. I hope June has a fantastic night and uh, you. your family. And I uh, might see you bright and early yeah, tomorrow morning. See you tomorrow morning. 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 